What you watching there, Bobby? Dad, I'm watching Onision. What's that, son? He is great. He gets the girls, Dad. How does he get women? He impregnates them. <laughs> oh my god. What? Hi, everybody. <laughs> What's going on? It's Legends of the Internet Time. Welcome back. It's episode five of this season. It is July 6th, 2017. Hope everybody enjoyed their 4th of July holiday. I can't tell you what I did because by the time that this recording, we're doing this a week in advance, so 4th of July has not happened for us yet, but for you it has. Hopefully you had enough beer, had enough fireworks, had enough barbecue, had enough of good old America to get you through your holiday. But right now... It's time for us to go into Legends again. And this time around, we're going to be talking about Onision. Joining me today is Dev. Hey, how's it going? Let's delve right into Onision. I have an excerpt from Wikitubia. It's the YouTube Wikia, in case you people don't know that. It's going to be talking about him. His real name is Gregory James Jackson. He's an American YouTuber and internet personality. He's known for his popular song, I Am a Banana. It's got over 61 million views and over 700,000 likes. He's also known as the most controversial YouTuber of all time. Wow, more controversial than Trump? <laughs> yes, because uh, Trump's not a YouTuber. Oh, yeah. He's the president. Big difference. His first channel was called Onision. It was made back in 2006. And back when he was making videos at that time, he would refer to himself by Onision. He has said he initially planned on referring to himself as being called Greg. Despite this, the name Onision stuck, and it's been his identity ever since. Greg created a second channel called Onision Archive in 2008. He never went into detail about the nature of this channel when he started it, but it was used as a secondary channel in the same way Many YouTubers utilized secondary channels at that time as a platform for additional content as well as to maximize on money because you had different channels back then. You were able to get more money that way. 2009 rolls around and the Onision Archive channel has been used in the way its name suggests as a user archive. In 2009 also, he created the channel Onision Speaks, known by him and his fans simply as Speaks. It was a charity effort to support awareness of vegetarianism. Shortly after that, the Onision Speaks channel became his primary self-help and peer advisory channel. And because of that, the channel has been a source of controversy for Greg because users accused him of assigning himself as a professional on the matter of depression and suicidal thoughts or behaviors. Despite these accusations, he has never conveyed that he believes himself to be an expert. And he's often urged people to understand that he can only offer advice. In 2011, Greg implemented another channel called Onision Encore, in which he primarily vlogs. This channel had the most inconsistent upload schedule of all of his channels. It's not considered by him or fans as a primary channel of his. 
In 2012, he created his most recent channel called Uh-Oh Bro, on which he uploads videos of himself searching for and reacting in real time to various topics, which he searches for on Google. This channel was his most updated channel in 2012 and continues to this day to see a high volume of uploads. And throughout his career, he has been known as one of the most controversial YouTubers on the site. This is credited mostly to aspects of his personal life and his videos throughout his career. His brash delivery of viewpoints he has or has had in the past, his feuding with various other users, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, his showcasing of deeply private aspects of his personal life, and his handling of certain subjects when communicating with his audience. That is everything from the Wikitubia page itself. So what I got right here is an excerpt from an article entitled Onision, the Definitive Timeline of YouTube's Perfect Villain. This was published on NewMediaRockstars.com back on June 27, 2013. Basically, what they did is they made a timeline of everything that happened with Onision. January 29th, 2006, Onision joins YouTube and starts the channel Onision. According to Greg, the account was created in 2006, yes, but it was barely used and only included comedy sketches at the time. October 26th, 2007, Greg uploads Darth Vader voice-changing helmet, his first official YouTube video. November 12th, 2008, Onision's Memories is uploaded to YouTube. The video plays as a picture slideshow and explains that Greg was raised by his mother. He, he mentions his father, writing, What he did to our family ruined our innocence forever. March 7th, 2009, Jackson introduces a character named Chibi. The high-pitched voice and childish mannerisms in Chibi, played by Greg himself, raised questions about the character's close resemblance to that of Fred. So in April of 2009, he uploads a controversial video entitled Murder Eaters, which was then deleted by Greg. But here's actually what he said in the video. Let me ask you something. If you murder animals on a regular basis, do you really think I give a fuck about your opinion? Do you really think I care if you want to see a comedy bit or you don't quite agree with all my opinions when you fucking murder fucking animals. Today, I'm going to expose how fucking stupid most of you are by replying to your comments through video. Now, if at any point you're so offended that you're going to curl up in a ball and cry, or you somehow feel that I'm violating you by giving you my opinion, by all means, there's a little yellow button in the upright of the screen that says, Unsub-fucking-scribe. Go ahead and fucking click at any time. Here's the first comment. Another self-righteous vegetarian trying to push his lifestyle on all of us. I don't give a fuck if you think animals are cute. I will continue to eat them. Oh, thank you, humanitarian. You showed how much better than me you are by saying that you don't care about other living creatures. Good job. I'm sure that for your statement, one, two, three, zero people will thank you. And as far as self-righteous goes, hell yeah, I'm self-righteous. I don't murder anything. Do you even know the definition of self-righteous? Well, let me give you something that clearly few others have. Education. To be self-righteous is to be confident in one's old morals. Smugly so. Next comment. So what about eating fish? I mean, God put fish on this earth. Okay, stop right there. Listen, if you're going to respectfully argue something that's based on facts, not fiction, you might not want to include God in the mix. 
So right there, oh, you're, you're already touching on something that you probably shouldn't have touched. You know, considering that there are millions of people in this country that are religious and putting that out as fiction right then and there, I'm, I'm just saying that's probably not how you're going to be making a lot of friends. But he went there. Of course. He just blurted out. Next comment. I'm sorry, Greg. I still like meat. I care for animals, but I eat meat. No, you don't care for animals because you eat meat. You just canceled yourself out right there. Next comment. Dude, what makes you think that you're right and absolutely true? Just because you're different doesn't make everybody else crap. Well, let's see here. We're living beings. We like being alive, right? So if we kill other beings that probably like being alive, hmm, that's not really something that we have to debate now, is it? Oh, wait. Yes, it is, because you guys are morons. Let me tell you what, dude. If someone comes in your house and carves you up and eats you, what are you going to say about that? Are you going to say, please don't carve up my family? Seriously, if you're a meat eater and anything bad happens to you, whether you get a burn on your arm, I am not going to feel sorry for you. Want to know why? It's obvious at this point. Next comment. I personally eat meat and won't stop and don't feel I should. I don't think that we could be compared to animals in terms of behavior. Well, that's funny because everybody else who's supporting your kind of statements does think that we should be compared to animals. Those who hump randomly, sniff rectums in each fucking cat and then go on to say, in my religion, animals are killed. Whoops, stop. You just mentioned religion again. Congratulations, your argument is pointless. Uh, he's really deep carving into the skin. Oh, it's getting on their nerves. Oh, there's more. Next comment. Humans are supposed to eat meat. If you only eat plants, you don't get some of the vitamins and proteins you need. Try a fucking bowl of cereal, you twit. Watch the video next time before you comment. Next comment. Find a new topic besides vegetarianism and racism. Christ, I'm so bored that I get close to unsubscribing. Unsubscribe now. Do it. Click the button. Goodbye. I'm talking about life and death. I'm sorry you don't appreciate the life of other living beings, but I happen to. Next comment. It's opinion, really. If people like me, they can eat me. If they like human flesh, they can eat human flesh. If they like molesting children, they can molest children. Really valid opinion you have there, twit. Next comment. I personally won't eat beef, pork, veal, or lamb. I think it's cruel to eat lamb and veal because they're babies. Do you remember anything that ever happened as a baby? Thank you for eating them when they're old enough to know what the fuck's going on. We don't want to make it so the animal doesn't suffer a lot because then you're going to taste the fear in their flesh. Sounds like something Batman was saying. <laughs> Do you taste fear? Like the scarecrow saying that. I could imagine that as him saying that. I'm like... Not really, no. <laughs> Here, it just dabs a fear or tots and gas powder or something into a, like a meat grinder or something. Just have a plaster of Nisian's face on there. Kind of reminds me of Sweeney Todd a little bit because Sweeney Todd would make meat pies out of humans. He would cut their hair, he would kill, slice them with the scissor, and then he would make human pies out of them. And that's how he made his money on Fleet Street. It's a, it's a fucked up musical, but it's still well-liked by a lot of people. In fact, Tim Burton made a movie on it with Johnny Depp. It's one of Johnny Depp's best performances. Next comment. Surely you must be racist, too, because if you're dirt-mining the meat-eaters as a whole, then you see blacks in the same way and Asians, etc. Okay, you're right. I am racist. 
because I'm picking on people that can change their ways anytime and find the lights. No, no. If you eat meat, you're stuck on it for life. You're stuck at birth and you can't change who you are. That's called bullshit. I'm fucking serious, guys. Half of these comments can be trumped by me looking in the dictionary alone. Next comment. If you're going to call people who eat meat criminal, then join us because you walk on the ground and kill bugs all the time. Let me ask you something. What is the alternative to walking around? Because as far as I know, making some kind of ground content in order to get from one point to another is something that I cannot avoid. I am giving you people a simple alternative to eating meat, and you turn me down and say, No, I like murdering. It's cool. I love the taste of flesh because I'm a piece of fucking shit. So you're right about that. If there's an alternative to walking around, then show it to me. But don't be so profoundly stupid and ask me to do something as to sit in one place for the rest of my life. My beef, so to speak, is not with people who can only survive on meat. My issue, rather, is people who do it for pleasure and they're in denial of it. The selfish and ignorant murderers by choice. As far as me eating meat to survive, however, I'm still leaning towards killing myself. Because unlike most every single one of you, selfish, horrible human beings out there, I don't prioritize my life before all other creatures. If you want to point the finger and ridicule someone, go look in the fucking mirror. Because wake up, you freak. When you look through your window and see a monster, I gotta break it to you, that's your goddamn reflection. You mean a lot of Onision's face? Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably the ironic part about all this. <laughs> yeah. Next comment. Do you think that an animal would take the same pity on you? No! Now let me ask you a counter question. When was the last time you heard an animal speak English? When was the last time you saw an animal driving a car or even dress itself? That's the difference, you child. It's time we stop comparing ourselves and justifying our actions based on them. It's time to be an adult about this situation. A mature individual and stand up for those who cannot stand up for themselves. Next comment. Funny seeing has how you eat living plants. I just want to take this opportunity to thank this individual for looking through the comments to realize that they are not original. A little suggestion to everyone who wants to argue with me. If you're going to argue something about plants, at least have a goddamn garden. The same goes for the animals. If you're going to try to devalue them, at least try to meet one. Take a leg from a cow and that shit does not grow back. Take a branch from a tree and the potential is unlimited. That is totally false. How so? Depends on the age of the tree and if it got struck by lightning. Uh, next comment. We're doing cows a favor. After all, how many cows are there in the world and how many there would be if we didn't eat them? Yes, how many cows would there be if we didn't force breed them? How many cows would there be if we stopped demanding them? If we all stopped buying meat from the grocery store, would it keep on appearing magically? And if your justification for this endless rotation of genocide is the population problem, then look at the human race. Because according to your philosophy, we should probably start killing off the old people. We're trimming the edges. Tell me, when is it exactly that you sick fucks start putting human on the menu? Because I feel it coming. Next comment. Onision, you're really a prick. I'm a fan, but honestly, you're a prick. Thank you so much. Why don't you go talk to the cow about what they think? So boo-hoo. I have to crack a few eggshells in order to save a few thousand lives. I'm not killing anyone, but I'm a prick. I'm going to show you the truth. I'm going to show you the better way. Maybe you get upset and maybe you get your feelings hurt, but I guarantee you, 
Once you take the better side, once you see the light, the truth for what it is, you'll thank me. Next comment. Dude, Onision, what the fuck? Well, I guess I'm a murderer then and I don't love anybody. That doesn't sound right. Well, what the fuck did you think that you were doing when you were chomping on flesh? When you eat your meats, do you ever even ask yourself where it comes from? I swear to your God, if someone switched out pork with human flesh, you wouldn't know the fucking difference. Yes, you're going on and on mindlessly consuming and shit it all out. You're a sick, fucking, twisted murderer, and you have the nerve to say what the fuck to me? Next comment. Cows are mindless animals. The world is not Disney. Get used to it. Now I'm off to KFC. <laughs> okay, that was a good comment. <laughs> Damn. Oh god, and this one's got like the longest response. Oh my Ha 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 ha. Have you looked at my previous comments and seen how many fucking retarded people have left that exact same comment? If you could only see how ridiculously unoriginal you are, you would be ashamed of yourself. Oh wait, no you wouldn't, because when the truth is slapping you in the face, you still smile and nod. And it's funny you mention Disney, because in that statement, you acknowledge that you are indeed the villain. You acknowledge that I'm the good guy, and you're the bad guy. Something so insanely fucked up about your minds is that you know you're wrong. You know for a fact you're wrong. You argue that you're not wrong when you know it. If you have any concept of the afterlife, I guarantee you, you are going to the pits of hell. Whether it be a repeated life as a paraplegic, or you're going straight to Hades, what the fuck ever you're going, and even if there is no goddamn consequence, at least give yourself the right to complain if something bad ever happens to you. You guys keep asking me why I do this. You complain that I'm not making a comedy video, but I guarantee you that every video I make, I am making a difference. I am giving all the vegetarians out there the reason not to be ashamed of themselves. Reason not to doubt themselves when some fucking twit comes up to them and makes fun of them for eating rabbit food. People have been relentlessly encouraging me to continue what I'm doing. And from the beginning, I didn't lie to you. I told you that I was not here for you, and I was here for people like me. You keep going on and on telling me that I'm forcing my beliefs on you when you can click pause anytime. Stop complaining. You keep suggesting that these things are opinions when really, I'm mostly stating facts. If someone chops your kid into little bits and pieces and then you complain about it, and then someone says, oh, why are you complaining? That's just your opinion. Stop forcing your beliefs on me. Well, let me ask you something. How the fuck do you feel when someone just stomped over something that's so important to you? You got a bucket of chicken from KFC. Congratulations, you killed three birds. Those chickens can live for years to come, but instead you cut off their lifespan over and over again. For every subject that I bring to you people, you continuously question the validity of my statements. Now, don't get me wrong. Questioning can be good, but when you're arguing for more hearts to stop, how can you possibly be right? I grew up raising chickens and ducks and rabbits and various other animals. These creatures were precious to me, and I consider them my friends. If you would just take a second out of your uber-important life to go over and pet a cow, to go over and hold a chicken, maybe, just maybe, you would begin to see the truth for what it is. These animals are individuals. None of them are exactly the same. Their value in comparison to us is highly debatable. Today, you can become a person who deserves sympathy. Today, you can look at your pets, tell them you love them, and actually mean it. 
Today, you can stand up and say that you are an individual. So lie a universally happier and healthier life. Stop eating meat. Stop saying genocide is wrong when you fund it. Stop living a hypocrisy. And for the sake of all that's good, open your fucking eyes. And that's that. Getting back to the whole timeline, because that was a very long video. So September 25th, 2009, I'm a banana is uploaded. It will prove to be Jackson's most popular upload to date, which got over 33 million views at that time. February 3rd, 2010, I'm a Banana is selected as Tosh.0's viewer video of the week. February 20th, 2010, playing characters Jackson and his wife back then, Sky Tantaga, post a video in which they gossip about the divorce between the two of them. Greg explains in character, my wife wasn't in a few videos, so I assume they divorced. Then I told everyone like I knew what I was talking about. Clearly, the couple is attempting to dispel any rumors of a divorce. June 25th, 2010. Shay Butler, also known as Shay Carl, was confronted via Twitter by Onision. The dispute resulted in Butler's fans rushing to his support and a falling out between the two creators. Onision said at this point, there will be no apology to at Shay Carl. I stated I did not mean for it to get personal, nor that I did not mean what I said. He said there will be no apology, and yet he kind of sort of apologized right there in that same statement, if you really yeah. think about it. July 7th, 2010. The first upload to Jackson's secondary channel, Onision Speaks, is posted. However, in a video uploaded on November 21st to the original channel... Jackson mentions Onision Speaks, which suggests several original uploads were deleted. So they're pulling like a good old Matt Hardy there. I will delete you! December 22nd, 2010. According to a contract, Onision and his ex-wife agreed to the financial conditions of their divorce. The contract, which Jackson posted, states that he will take care of of his ex-wife's financial needs, up to 30% of his income for one year. So in that same time period, Jackson uploads a video in which he documents that his ex-wife broke into his house and stole many of his stuff. The video was taken down but reposted elsewhere. Sometime in 2012, Jackson confirmed that his ex-wife was responsible for the robbery. April 12th. Jackson introduces Shiloh Hokanson in a video uploaded to his Onision Speaks channel. He states that they are dating. From that point on, Hokanson will appear in many of his videos. June 30th, Onision and Shiloh uploaded a series of prank videos with titles such as Greg Gave Me AIDS, She Cheated On Me, and Shiloh Dumped Onision. And remember, those are prank videos. From June to July, Onision recorded Shiloh experiencing a bout of memory loss. In the video, Onision claimed that Shiloh lost three years of memory in a split second. It received incredible amounts of backlash because viewers questioned why Onision did not rush her to the hospital, why he uploaded the footage to YouTube, and whether this was simply a joke played by the two of them. Dude, it was after to me. Yeah, it's not even a very good prank either. No. Punchline is, we got you. Ha ha ha. She doesn't have memory loss. Ha ha. Laugh with us. Ha ha. No. I think he was trying to say like, hey, these are characters. They're not really humans, but he doesn't do a good job of actually portraying that.
So, still in July, Onision uploaded a video claiming that Shiloh had threatened to destroy him. The video was taken down almost immediately. July 17th, 2011. According to a blog post made by Shiloh, and I'm going to read this actually verbatim, this is a blog titled The Truth, with the username Draculo. <laughs> oh, that's her Tumblr name. Shiloh's name is Draculo. This is a blog post that she made around this time, of July 17, 2011. She states, I'm going to start out by saying my own life is in danger now because of all this, and so I have nothing to lose writing it. I was the person who warned Greg about the people coming after him. No, it was not Canadian Mafia. I don't know where that came from. The people who went after Greg were a bad crowd and I got involved in when I was younger. I did not tell them. I don't know who did, but when they found out this whole breakup went down so ugly, they went after him despite me communicating through a few people to them that I wanted them to stop. When they wouldn't, I called the police and said they were headed for the border and not to let them through. They had already gotten through, so I tried everything I could to tell Greg. He finally called me back after I called and called and called. He had fled where he was staying, and I was worried sick. I called him every few hours to make sure he was safe and okay. I had to tell him about my carrying his child because I felt he deserved to know. He said he would do what he could to take care of his baby. I am pregnant with his child, and I never lied about that. I have stopped caring about myself and the hurt I felt from the last few days and purely focused on his safety. I just called a little while ago to make sure he was all right, and no answer. I left a message, and then I saw the Facebook posts. I just talked to a friend, kind of made me realize a lot. I don't know what to believe anymore. Is she just lying to get me back? Who knows anything about this? I was the only one with information on this whole thing. My own mother didn't know I was pregnant until after I told Greg. And this? This is from Onision's Facebook post. I can't believe I fell for it this long. I'm just now realizing it was all a lie. I'm so stupid. He has turned his phone off and does not have the guts to explain to me what is going on. My life is in danger now because these people know I ratted them out. I do love you, Greg, and I'm not trying to get back with you. I've been trying to help you. I'm truly hurt. As for me saying I am going to ruin you, I had no intention of telling lies, just the truth. What he does know is I have witnesses. I kept on Skype while he called the cops, and a little bit before that, I have people who have witnessed who he is. I have no desire to post the whole story for the simple fact that I just want him to be safe, and I do not want to affect his career in a negative way. That was the post. So September 3rd, Onision uploaded a video titled, I Found Her, in which he mentions meeting a woman who would later be known as Adrian Jokernson, the next girlfriend. Adrian publishes a letter about her short, rocky relationship with Onision. November 9th, Onision uploaded a video titled, Our Child, in which he claims that Shiloh is pregnant. After a month of being together, Shiloh took a pregnancy test and revealed she is indeed pregnant. December 9th, in a video update on Shiloh's pregnancy, Onision claims that she has suffered a miscarriage. Sometime in December also, Onision uploaded a video claiming Shiloh has sepsis, an illness in which the carrier suffers from extreme reactions to bacteria. Also in December, releases a video titled, I'm Sorry, in which he claims the sepsis diagnosis was fabricated by Shiloh. 
December 17th, Goodbye Shiloh is released by Onision with the description, Shiloh, I hope you have a long and happy life. I will never stop loving you. Despite everything, goodbye. We're getting into 2012, January 20th. Onision posts on Facebook that he has been barred from attending VidCon 2012 due to haters who spammed VidCon with anti-Onision mail. The backlash is in response to a series of ex-girlfriend shaming videos aimed at Adrian, which resulted in thousands of negative responses calling Jackson a rape apologist and slut-shamer. Here's what Nision posted on his Facebook page regarding that. If you want someone to blame for my absence, you can blame the haters who spammed VidCon with anti-Onision mail. Plus, VidCon itself for giving in to the pressure and going back on their word. I'm not going to VidCon. I will not put up with their blatant dishonesty. VidCon removed me from their guest speakers list. I'm happy to not attend if they feel I'm not worth the stage time. If I remain off the list, I encourage everyone who got tickets specifically to see me to file a complaint and demand a refund for false advertisement. As it is apparent, I will not in fact be speaking like they originally promised. In the video, also, Onision states that Adrian had sex with more than 20 people before him and was therefore incapable of being raped. Shit. In the wake of that controversy, Jackson lost over 24,000 subscribers. The Daily Dot actually posted that as proof because of it. Hank Green, who's the co-founder of VidCom, wrote to Onision explaining, If it's possible that you will not be safe, we will not let you come. Safety issue was the reason why he was not going to it. They don't want a tragedy on their hands. Safety for him or safety for the people? Both, if you really think about it. He could get in a fight, or the people around him can get in a fight. Yeah, we don't want a Super Smash Brothers brawl up in this. Super Smash Brothers brawl, YouTube edition. Yeah. And we don't need uh, glitchy characters, too, so... Yeah. So, May 7th. Onision uploaded two videos accusing Smosh of stealing his content while also claiming online voting competition King of the Web is a scam. Here's an annotation that was attached to Onision's video. He said, I have been suicidal multiple times in my life, and to get out of it, I took the initiative and stood up on my own feet. I had to distance myself from my own father emotionally so I could free myself of any hurt feelings and abuse, and I'm a happier person because of it. However, I do not believe the mother in this case was in fact abusive. I've been hit in the face, yelled at, and experienced other things that people could consider abuse. When these events occurred, I would remove myself from the situation to avoid it escalating. Most importantly, I stopped putting myself in the same situation with those individuals, and I'm talking about when I was 10 to 15 years old. But let me be clear. The situation this individual communicated to me their mom refusing to take them to Walmart, is not the same as what I have gone through. It was not what I considered to be extreme emotional or physical abuse. If my mom told me to shove it, I would think nothing of it. My mom taught me to not let words get to me, and I am stronger for it. As usual, I speak from experience, and seeing someone act like not being taken to Walmart is a huge problem, well, I just feel sorry for their mom. Blaming suicidal thoughts on someone is far more abusive than not giving someone a ride to a store will ever be. And then, Mr. Rebzion actually responded to Onision's video saying this, 
I guess what really saddens me is that you have a fan base, young girls and young guys that look up to you between the ages of 10 through 18, and they ask you a simple question. They ask you, how do I deal with these thoughts? And you turn and switch it around and say, it's your fault. Yeah, I'm seeing that pattern. I mean, yeah, just look at the way that he talked to people that commented on his uh, vegetarian video. He he doesn't really care about nobody. He does, but he doesn't. He just, he's very weird. <laughs> I could just say that. May 7th, 2013, Mr. Rebzion contacted NMR and gave the following quote regarding Onision's claims. As of this week, we recently released a video addressing a stalker, which he assumes is me, by claiming I wrote a handwritten letter to his parents' in-laws. I can understand why he might think it was me due to my videos in the past on calling him out on his bullshit with evidence, but I do not like being accused of things I did not do. On May 8th, NMR reported, in a recent upload titled A New Low, Onision explains that after being sent a topless photo of an underage girl, he was allegedly set up by a hater looking to defame him. Onision writes in the video's about section, There's a screen cap out there of me responding to an email from a girl asking to be in my videos. I asked her for her Facebook to see if she was photogenic. For those of you that don't know, photogenic equals better thumbnails. Not realizing she had already attached a photo of herself. I was using my cell phone. He adds, you just don't ask for someone's Facebook when they send you a dick pic. I wouldn't do that. Problem is, I didn't know it was there. Jackson has since cut off all communication with his fan base, explaining, I've seen a lot of love and support, and I appreciate that. Thank you, Bananas. This will be my last non-video status update for some time. Goodbye. June 21st, Onision seems to be keeping up his no contact with fans policy because this Facebook post confirms it. It says, Onision is not your therapist. Need a therapist? Get a therapist! Hey, Onision, I know this is your business email, but I just wanted to tell you about my dad calling me a dumbass the other day. Oh, your dad called you a dumbass. Wow, is it because you write strangers about your personal problems via their business fucking email? I'm thinking of changing my email to, don't fucking write me, it's not your fucking business, you fucking idiot, at businessfuckinggmailonly.com to get the point across. June 26th. Uh, Onision uploads a video explaining that his wife, Lainey, is now pregnant. The claims are confirmed by Lainey, who posted an image of her stomach on Tumblr, only to take it down immediately. Jeez, for some reason he has a lot of women pregnant for some reason. Learn how to use a damn condom. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about anybody's sex life on here, so I, w I don't know the situation. So that's basically the end of that timeline from the day that it was posted. We don't really have anything between the years of now and back in 2013, but we do have a blog post from a Tumblr user called at Onision Drama. It chronicled the leaked letter that was written by Adrian his previous girlfriend. Here's what Adrian had to say about Onision. Even after a night of rest and an afternoon to collect my thoughts, the situation was such an emotional clusterfuck for me that accessing the vault that these thoughts are locked away in makes my head spin. But as promised, here we go. From the beginning. A lot of people seem to be confused on how exactly me and Onision met. Some people think we were friends before. Some people think we contacted each other to orchestrate some subscriber-garnering publicity stunt. And some people know the truth. The truth of how we met is cute, but hardly newsworthy. 
Long story short, I stumbled upon some of his Speaks video earlier this year. Honestly, I shared the same view on his Speaks videos as they are ignorant as you. They are ignorant, judgmental, hypocritical, and close-minded, with no real-life experience or formal education to lend any form of validity, meaning, or substance to the preachy nature of whatever his message for that particular video may be. His message that lacks any message at all, that is just someone seemingly talking to hear the sound of their own voice. But regardless, there's something fascinating about his speaks videos that keep you watching. Perhaps it's his audacity, or to the contrary, perhaps it's his naive boyish demeanor that keeps you glued to the screen, watching from the moment he finally gets it. But I digress. I found his videos interesting, not only because of the entertainment factor, but from a psychologically analytical standpoint. And so I kept watching, and watching, and watching. After me and my boyfriend broke off our year-and-a-half relationship towards the end of May, I suddenly had a lot of free time. So what did I do? I continued watching all the way through round one of the Shiloh drama. I often found myself not only relating to Shiloh, applying her situation to the recently extinct relationship of my own, but also wondering what I would do in Shiloh's shoes if I were with Greg instead of her, which subsequently led to me wondering what it was like to date Greg, to be the center of his attention, to be showered in his affection. Then I totally facepalmed when I realized that I had a crush on this person who I absolutely loved to hate. I ended up joining his forum, making a few comments here and there, and just generally pursuing his posts to see another side of Greg that wasn't connected to the negativity surrounding his private life at the time. Eventually, I created a couple of topics of my own, one of which was directed to the young girls writing depressing, unrequited love stories, telling them something to the effect of, it's okay to take your time in choosing the right person for you. There are 7 billion people in this world. You're bound to find one who will treat you right. Greg apparently liked this and left a comment jokingly asking me when we're getting married and if Friday worked for me. Jokingly, I responded, yes and yes. He gave me his email and the rest is YouTube history. I was curious, and so I sent him an email asking if we're getting married in uh, Los Angeles or Austin, Texas. And within minutes, he responded. We joked back and forth until he finally said something to the effect of, Okay, complete stranger, but if you want, I can fly you up here for a weekend. We can hang out and you can watch me edit. The rapid rate at which things were progressing was a little disconcerting for me, but I still played along. My interest got piqued. I told him he should get to know me better, and then we can talk about me visiting him. I ended up giving him my phone number, telling him it's the easiest way to reach me, should he care to get to know me better. And again, within minutes, he contacted me. We texted back and forth until 3 in the morning when I had to go to bed. I honestly thought this was a one-off shot at talking to him. I did not expect to hear from him again. Wrong. He texted me later the next day asking me to Skype with him when I got home from work and I agreed. Well, I should have taken this entire Skype session as the world's biggest red flag. Because within not even five minutes of his disinterest in anything I was saying, and him cutting off everything I said by talking over me with things pertaining to him, he proceeds to tell me the astronomical amount of money he has to pay Sky within the next seven years. And followed that by telling me all about a certain popular YouTuber who has mouth herpes. And another certain popular YouTuber who propositioned him for a threesome. 
you know, information I should not be privy to, that he has no right telling me. I went 1 to 100 <laughs> in a matter of minutes. <laughs> then, after him spending most of the evening grilling me about my past relationships, including such questions as, how many people have you slept with? And cutting off my answers with unrelated stories about himself, I realized it was 2 a.m. and I needed to go to bed. I tried to say goodnight, but he started getting very ornery with me, saying, and I quote, You know, if I keep talking to you, I'm going to fall for you. I hope you're prepared for that. Are you going to let me down? Hoping this behavior was unusual for him, that perhaps it was just a bad night, and not wanting to completely run him off because I was curious as to where this was leading, I told him I would not let him down. We said goodnight, and I signed off. The next day, we text back and forth while I'm at work. How cute! I get home from work at around midnight and get a text saying, I'm ready to Skype when you are. I guess I didn't get the memo that Skyping every single night was a mandatory requirement here. So I politely declined, citing that I was exhausted and didn't feel or look my best, and asked if we could reschedule for the following night. Again, with the ordinary behavior, he told me I wasn't fighting for love, and that someone who is genuinely interested in him would want to Skype him all night. That a little exhaustion shouldn't keep you from the one you love. Please, keep in mind that this was the third night I had ever spoken to this man. Again, I politely declined and his response was him pulling away, telling me that he can't be with someone so emotionally vacant. And if I want something real with him, that I know where to find him and what I have to do. So you know what I did? I went to bed. As I lacked enough vodka and the ability to get so hammered that something like that might actually make enough sense to stay up and deal with it. I mean, Jesus Christ, within three days, this man made it pretty clear he wasn't found of the idea of me drinking, yet I never encountered anything or anyone who has made me want to chug a handle of cheap vodka more than him. What's even scarier is that, even so, I liked the man. I genuinely liked him. Well, I mean, what's going on here? Well, what's going on is that the episode is officially over. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. Hate to leave it on a cliffhanger, but the material was so good we had to split this episode into multiple parts. So next episode, you're going to be hearing Legends of the Internet Onision Part 2. Dev will return as my co-host, and also joining us will be the cooking dojo, Justin. He'll be coming in to hear the rest of the story by Adrian. We're also going to be reading a transcript from an old high school student of Onision's, we're going to talk about his time in the Air Force, and we're going to go over his feud with Shane Dawson. So all that will be on the next episode, and until then, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye, everybody.